Hello and welcome back to With a Side of Crime. I am your host, Caitlin. It's so nice to be back. Thank you for all the support that I have gotten as of late since I've relaunched this podcast. If you're new here, this is very important to me. I want to try to keep a focus on missing and murdered indigenous black women and other women and girls of color. Of course, sometimes there will be um, a man thrown in there. Sometimes there will be people who are not of color, but those are the main people I want to focus on since they are typically left out of the media the most and they get their cases get the most attention and they're most likely to just be unsolved. I apologize. I meant to say their cases get the least attention and are most likely to remain unsolved. Um, and that is why I would like to really focus majority of the podcast on those demographics. Um, if you're a fan of the podcast, I would really appreciate if you left a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast to help get the word out about this podcast because I think it is filling um, a very important gap. And I kind of, obviously, I would love the support to eventually expand one day and really, really bring these cases to the forefront. Um, But until then, this is what we're working with. Today, we're going to talk about a little girl who was failed by her mother. She was failed by her school system. She was failed by the justice system, and she was allowed to fall into the hands of a predator. What is it that allows women and girls like Relisha Rudd and so many other Black and Indigenous women to go missing every year? Black women and girls make up 30% of missing women and girls in the U.S. while only making up 15% of the population. In 2019, 64,000 Black women and girls were missing, and in 2021, it was up to 90,000. Part of the reason why this is so has become more of a conversation Um, It's been mentioned in popular culture, like in Netflix's You. Missing white women syndrome is something that plagues our media outlets. Missing white women are covered heavily, while black women, girls, and other BIPOC women aren't covered at all. There's a noticeable lack of outrage and investment in the case when black women and girls go missing compared to if a white woman goes missing. But there's more to the story than the media not giving these women and girls the attention they deserve. As a society, we ignore these women and the marginalization they already face, which can often predispose Black women to premature death. This is a clip from the Steve Wilco show speaking with the mother of Relisha Rudd. Khalil was a janitor who worked at the shelter. Khalil was a suspect after they found his wife deceased in a hotel. An anonymous tip it led police to the park, they found Khalil's body. The authorities are saying that he died from apparent suicide. They are saying that Khalil plays a role in this by kidnapping my daughter. When I saw the footage of Khalil and my daughter walking down a hotel hallway, that made my mouth drop. I was informed that my stepdaughter was missing. That's the day I found out. That's when the world found out. Antonio, you know I didn't have anything to do with my daughter's disappearance. Why would you come out your mouth like that? You don't act like a mother that was grieving that you got an eight-year-old child missing. I never seen you cry. Oh, I you seen me cry. I never you seen, seen me cry. you cry. 
do you believe happened to your daughter? When I called a family member up, she didn't make it to the destination where she was supposed to go at. She was supposed to be going to the emergency room. Who was taking her there? My mother. How did you not know that she had been missing for 18 days? I didn't have any contact. Why not? I didn't have a phone. This janitor that you see in the video, what was your relationship with him? Khalil. I didn't have a relationship with him. He had a relationship with a family member of mine. Do you believe that your daughter had something to do with your granddaughter's disappearance? You do. Your daughter's adamant that you gave your your granddaughter to me. Tell them to take a lie detector test. I took it. That's why I'm here. You came here and took a lie detector test. That's why I'm here. Did you participate in any way in the disappearance of Relisha? You answered no. Have you ever had any sexual physical contact with Relisha? You answered no. Did you ever strike any of your children leaving marks or bruises? You answered no. The results came back the same to each and every question, and they came back that Antonio told the truth. Melissa, you took a lie detector test, and we asked you, did you participate in any way in the disappearance of your granddaughter? You answered no. Did you give your granddaughter to Khalil Tatum around the time of her disappearance. You answered no, and the results came back that you, Melissa, told the truth. You don't have to take a test, but you're not eliminating yourself as a suspect in the disappearance of your daughter. You, I believe, had something to do with her disappearance. After the show aired, thousands of people took to social media condemning Shamika for not taking a lie detector test. It's been three years since her appearance on my show, and now she is joining us virtually. When you watch the clips of being on the show, what do you feel about it? I don't feel no type of way about it because I'm a strong individual. What's your reaction to the people that wrote the comments about you? I don't have to let the whole world know what I am doing for my daughter. If they want to know if I'm currently acting for my daughter's case, yes, I am. I talked to the new detective that's on there, but I don't have to let the world know that. We asked you to take a lie detector test. You were you refused three years ago to take it. If you were here now when we offered it to you, would you take it? No, I wouldn't take it because why would I put my trust into something, into a machine, Steve? That's, that machine is not going to help me find my daughter. All that, uh, go take a lot of text tests to clear your name out for what? There is a doubt about you and what you know. And I think that if you did take a lie detector test, at least that part would be eliminated if you passed a lie detector test. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Is there any new leads in your daughter's case? There's have there's been a couple of leads that turned out to be bogus leads. Do you believe Antonio was involved with the disappearance of your daughter? Yes, I do. And why do you why do you say that? It's the way he come off at me, like instead of you worrying about the things you need to be worried about, you're too busy worried about me, what I'm doing. Have you had any communication with Antonio? Since you were on the show? I have not had any communications with him at all. Your ex Antonio uh, is here VCC? Let's bring him out. I, I don't get it with you, cause you're so mad at me. You're so mad at me because I keep a listening name out there. I keep a relevant. Who are you to tell anybody to stop talking about my daughter, Antonio? At the end of the day, I'm gonna always be this with this. I was more of a to her than you was. You have not been talking to the detectives. I know. I've been a You don't know. You don't believe me. 
they own you that you got new knees and they are coming closer to your ass. I know that. Why is it so important to you that you don't want me out here keeping with this story out here? Because at the end of the day, you still are actively looking for Relisha? All day, every day, Steve. I'm never going to stop despite what she said. You never was a father. I'm sorry to say that, but I hate your ass with my stinking ass gut. Do you believe that Relisha is still alive? I got mixed feelings now. You took a lie detector test. Shamika's mother took a lie detector test. I asked Shamika if she would take another lie detector test. She still refuses to. I don't understand why she won't take it. Me, personally, I think she's scared to take it because it's going to prove that she knows more than what she's saying. And because of this incident with Relisha, you have two children with Shamika, right? And they were taken mm-hmm. away. What's right. the status with those two children now? Uh, unfortunately, they still not foster care, but, you know, just take it one day at a time. I think that's my punishment for just not being the protector that Melissa thought I was for her. So that's like my biggest regret, Steve, just not, you know, protecting her. My theory is Sharika handed over Melissa in the wrong place at the wrong time and that she got herself into a situation that she didn't know how to get out of. And and in result, Melissa paid the price for. I think the big red flag in this story is that there was an 18 day period where Shamika had no idea where her daughter was, made no effort to have any contact with her daughter. I believe because she was hiding something. Now Shamika has uh, left our conference call. Why do you think she's upset that you're looking for her daughter still? Because I don't believe her. If you heard of any major developments in the case. But that just, just told her they got new leads and they was getting close to bringing Shamika in for question. I mm-hmm. do think there's some very suspicious behavior on Shamika's part again. And then the, the guy who ends up killing himself. When I found out the day that Relisha was missing, you know, Khalil, he was still at the shelter. Long story short, I said, Khalil, they saying you got militia, the police is looking for you, you need to go up there and talk to him. He turned around and said, Mr. Antonio, I'm not trying to keep your daughter, I'm going to bring her back. Those are the last words Khalil told me. Do you believe that there was uh, some relationship between Khalil and Shemeika? Yeah, I do. I always did. This would be just god-awful. Could Shemeika have took money from Khalil for uh, militia? I'm not gonna say for Melissa because the sex trafficking was ruled out in her case, but I believe she needed to have received money and other and, and other accolades from Khalil. Uh, yes. If Relisha somehow watched this show, what would you say to her? Melissa, Daddy, love you. I'm gonna keep fighting for you. I'm, I'm looking. I never gave up. And when we find you, you will be forever safe. You will never leave my side again. I promise you. It's very rare that somebody disappears off the face of the earth. She always told the kid that she'll give them away. So it's just like now it's the fact that it's actually happening. Like you know what you did with Melissa. It was on Instagram. It was a fake uh uh page. It was Shamika. Basically telling me that I shouldn't be out here advocating for Melissa. Melissa is okay. Just know she come home, she gonna be away from you. I'm Asking her so you know where Alicia is. She said, Don't worry about it, mind your business. She's not your daughter. She not will be your daughter. I hope one way or the other that justice is.
given for Relisha that either she's found or we find out what happened to her and if somebody did something bad to her that they're brought to justice. I think the worst thing that could ever happen to a parent as a child is turning up missing. So Without um, a trace, it's like, and I don't want no other parent going through what I had to experience. Like, when you don't know where they at for hours at a time, years at a time, it really take a mental drain on on, on, on our person. I just want to tell everybody with children, just keep your children safe and love them. And when they tell you something not right, listen. Believe me, it is a lot. Just believe your children. Well, thank you for joining us, Antonio. We wish you nothing but the best. If anyone has any information relating to this case, please call 202-727-9099. Relisha Rudd is an eight-year-old girl who went missing in Washington, D.C. in 2014 and has still never been found almost a decade later. Relisha's story was not mentioned outside of the metro area, including D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Um, and then the people who mentioned her were mostly geared towards black audiences and also blogs and such on social media. For more than a year, Relisha and her family lived in a homeless shelter that housed multiple families and close to 600 children. You see, multiple parts of society failed Relisha, not only CPS, but the shelter system that she was in. She was eight years old when her mother let her go home with a janitor who was known to give cash and gifts to other girls in the shelter. He stayed away from the boys, though. His name was Khalil Tatum. Tatum befriended Relisha's family, meaning herself, her mother, and her three brothers, but as you heard her mother claim, she had no relationship with him. He had a relationship with one of her family members. Tatum gave Relisha multiple gifts, including a tablet and taking her to get a manicure. He also spent time alone with her. She referred to him as God Daddy. The shelter did have a no fraternization rule, meaning that things like this were not supposed to happen, but he did not face any consequences for his actions. Relisha ended up in Tatum's care because her mother allegedly asked him to care for her. Her mother placed Relisha in Tatum's care on February 25th, 2014. She said she wanted her daughters to be able to escape the filthy living conditions in the shelter that was also apparently crime-ridden, infested with rodents, and had no playground for her daughter, so she decided it was best for Relisha to go and stay with Khalil. One day, social workers showed up at the shelter to question Relisha's mother, Shamika Young, about her daughter's absences from school because she was not just racking up days at a time, she was racking up weeks of absences at a time. She was in second grade at Payne Elementary School where she had missed over 30 days of school. But many of the absences were excused because Shamika told the school that Relisha was under the care of a Dr. Tatum. The first day Relisha was in Tatum's care was the day she accrued her fifth absence from school. So her mother, Shamika, was called in to schedule a parent-teacher conference, which she attended and was given resources on how to ensure that her daughter was attending school regularly. Now, Relisha was allegedly seen at school on March 5th and 7th, 
but the last confirmed date was March 1st. On March 10th, 2014, Tatum was contacted and told he needed to provide medical reasoning and documentation as to why Relisha had been missing school. Tatum said that he had been treating Relisha for a neurological disorder and that she would be discharged by the end of the week. However, she received another five unexcused absences from school, despite the fact that her brothers were continuing to go to school. On March 13th, Relisha got her 10th unexcused absence. So by law, the school had to report Tatum to the CPS. Unfortunately, CPS did not consider this a high priority case and a social worker didn't call Tatum to set up a meeting until March 19th. Tatum did not show up to the meeting. He had also left the shelter in a rush earlier that day before his shift had even ended. This is the day that the social worker who called to set up the meeting learned that he was actually not a doctor, like himself and Shamika had been letting everybody know. And she immediately called the police and the child abuse hotline. When authorities asked Relisha's mother where her daughter was, she told them she was with Dr. Tatum and that she didn't know when they would be back, but that she talked to Relisha recently. Calls to Tatum's phone went straight to voicemail. One of um, young siblings went to Tatum's home to check to see if Relisha was there, but nobody answered the door. Shamika Young did not want to file a police report because she said that Relisha was safe, but the police immediately opened a missing persons investigation despite what she was saying. 18 days after, nobody had seen Relisha. It has been 18 days since she has been last seen. On that last day before nobody ever saw her again, um, she could be seen in a grainy video footage with Khalil Tatum. But before he could be questioned regarding Relisha, he killed his wife and then himself. The area where Tatum killed himself was searched, but nothing was found on the grounds or the waterways. Investigators believe that Tatum killed his wife the night they opened the investigation or early the next morning. He and his wife were actually in the process of a divorce. Her body was found in a motel in Oxen Hill, and Tatum and Relisha were gone. The police continued the search because they believed Relisha was in danger, obviously. Um, Tatum already had a warrant for car theft, and after his wife's body was found, he was charged with murder, so he was wanted for that as well. Come to find out, Tatum had been arrested multiple times before for breaking and entering, and he also had a prior felony for grand larceny from years before. The police later learned that March 1st, Tatum bought a box of 42-gallon trash bags and some uh, lye, which is sometimes used to speed up decomp and cover up the smell. Um, this also led police to believe that Tatum had killed Relisha as well. On March 31st, police found Tatum's body at Kilnoworth Park in Aquatic Gardens. He had killed himself with the same gun that he used to kill his wife. Despite finding Tatum's body and his wife's body, Relisha was still missing. Police searched the park for a few days and then moved on to a different area. 
Um, CPS was heavily criticized for not taking action sooner on religious absences because she did have so many and failing to remove her and her siblings from what was essentially an abusive situation. Well, the community has not lost hope in finding Relisha Rudd. It's been more than eight years since anyone has seen her. Tonight, activists, the D.C. Police Department, and other organizations held a Remembrance Day event in her honor in Northeast D.C. Our Megan Rivers joins me in studio tonight. And Megan, we also have a new picture of what Relisha might look like today, yeah? Yes, tonight the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children released a new image showing what Relisha might look like. It was 18 days before she was even reported missing, which is probably the most frustrating part about this case. The community activists we spoke to today say it's still possible that she's alive and hope that sharing pictures of her as often as possible will one day lead them to her. Relisha is the next child of Relisha. At eight years old, Relisha Rudd had already had her share of challenges. At the time of her disappearance, she was living in a shelter in Southeast D.C. The last time anyone saw her was with a janitor, Khalil Tatum. Before D.C. police could question him, he died by suicide. Henderson Long hosted Monday's remembrance. You could save one family, but help one family. You did. You better off than you was a day ago. Focus Phil is a D.C. podcaster and activist. His shirt bearing Relisha's face is worn. But until she is found, he's vowing to wear it as often as possible. Disappointed that nearly a decade later, there's still little information about her disappearance. The mom won't come forward or anything, so she has nobody really fighting for her. And then we started doing things like you know, search parties and remembrance days. That's, that's not a good thing at all. I want to keep her name. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children released a new age progression image of Relisha. She's now 17 years old. ANC Commissioner Aaron Palmer, who represents a portion of Ward 4, says Relisha's disappearance is a reminder of the insecurity so many in D.C. are dealing with. Housing. In this instance, and in many instances, this is a child. A child who deserved protection, who deserved the stability of a home. Now, if you think that you recognize that face or if you have information about religious disappearance or whereabouts, you're asked to contact D.C. police. There is a $50,000 reward for information. Lorenzo? Now, CPS, this this um, most recent interaction with Shamika Young is not their first. They initially dealt with Shamika when Relisha was just a year old. Social workers learned that Relisha and her siblings were not being fed adequately that their living situation was filthy, and that Relisha may have been physically abused. In 2010, social workers also learned that Shamika had medically neglected one of her children and that she had left her children unsupervised in unsafe conditions. Now, Shamika had also grown up in foster care since the age of nine. Her father wasn't in her life and her mother had a substance abuse problem. Shamika had been diagnosed with a mild mental disability, and she did spend some time in a psychiatric treatment facility. All the complaints about Shamika were dropped until Relisha went missing. The rest of her kids weren't even removed from her custody until then as well. But after her disappearance, Relisha's siblings were placed in foster care. So Young's boyfriend at the time, who is the man that we heard previously speaking with her on the Steve Wilco show, um, was the father of her two younger children, and then a man named Irving Rudd was the father of Relisha and her older sibling. 
He filed for sole custody of the two kids that were his, but was only allowed visitation. He was convicted of involuntary manslaughter in 1992 and convicted to 15 years in prison. And I suppose that had a lot to do with the custody situation and arrangement. Um, the victim in that particular case was Rudd's 17-month-old daughter. He was released from prison in 2002. Young was investigated due to the multiple conflicting accounts she gave regarding her daughter's whereabouts, but she was never indicted on those charges. Um, the city of Washington did come to the conclusion that there was nothing more that CPS or Payne Elementary could have done to prevent Relish's disappearance, but she does remain missing and is believed to be dead. The shelter that Relish's family lived in was set to close in 2018 and to be broken up into eight smaller shelters, but it didn't close until 2019 and many of the replacement shelters have not been opened yet. So I'm assuming that all of the families that were still there are currently still facing displacement. Relisha would be 16, 17 years old now. She was last seen wearing a purple Helly Hansen winter jacket and pink boots. If you have any information about Relisha Rudd or her disappearance, there is a $50,000 reward for information. So that is the case of Relisha Rudd who is still missing to this day. If she looks familiar to you or if this case sounds familiar or if you know anything, please come forward. I will be putting the information on our social channels so you can find it there. I am Caitlin. I am your host of With a Side of Crime and I'll see you next time.